all right so we're back here on another overreaction monday we are back here once again someone had one of a somewhat of a bad week last week so we back here once again so fellas what's going on what's going on jp what's going on mo no words to say mo <laughs> I'll, I'll get your money back tomorrow god dang vikings just lost to freaking cooper rush lost to gold rush just just i just hey man well, I mean, you know, like <laughs> hey. it happens, brother. It happens, brother. Right. Yeah, some of us can be six no, no, and no one. one. No one. Some of us can be six and one. Cooper Wash. Cooper Wash. <laughs> might as well lose to Geno Smith next week. Probably. Geno right. <laughs> <laughs> was balling yesterday while you playing. <laughs> right. Gino right. He made us eat our words on, on yeah. Saturday. Big it was time. A it was a clean sweep when we picked Jacksonville, wasn't it? Correct. Yes. Yeah. It was a clean we sweep. All, we we all all yeah. And that's that's unprecedented. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler Lockett had the game of his life. Like he looked like he did the first two DK weeks. DK had two touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say DK yeah. had two touchdowns. Bro, they torched. Yo. Torched. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> So, fellas, this was a this was a money like no other in the NFL, man. We had two big colossal stories. Uh, the major story, obviously, Vaughn Miller being traded to the LA Rams. So, and once again, I'm shocked that the Rams have draft picks, but the Rams do have draft picks. They traded um, their second and third round pick of 2022 to Denver, and uh, the Rams get the Super Bowl 50 MVP and Vaughn Miller. JP, your thoughts on this trade? Um, it's a good trade for Von Miller because you know he's able to, he's still a really good, valuable asset in that linebacker position, you know, depending on where you go and going with the Rams, where you already got Aaron Dotto, who's arguably the best defensive player in the game, got Jalen Ramsey, possibly the best corner in the game, teaming up with Von Miller. I mean, the Rams are looking really good. Like, the Rams are – you could just tell that the Rams are trying to win that championship. It's like, okay, we're going to get Matthew Stafford. We're going to load up and win, you know, right away. So you could just tell they want the championship. And you see for Denver, they're just trying to rebuild, you know, with that team they have and all that, just getting away uh, a player like Von Miller. And Mo said it, you know, on Saturday that he wasn't going to be playing because he might be into the trade deadline and stuff. And you see he didn't play yesterday for Denver. And you saw the results and you seen his interview. He was holding back tears, you know, but I feel, I feel like those are fake tears. You know, he was kind of happy inside that call. I was like, man, I'm going to a championship contender team like the Rams. It look, they looking really good. They're looking really good. So they're like, try, they're trying to win right away. So that's what I thought about the, when Von Miller went to the Rams. So they really trying to win that NFC and trying to go to that Super Bowl. Yeah. Mo, your thoughts on the trade. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, let's just be honest. So, and, and Steven is my witness. Y'all my witness. I've been on the Rams train as far as just how good they could be with the moves they made. Grab, obviously grab a Jalen Ramsey, but especially the upgrade with Matt Stafford. And I'm like, that already puts them up there as one of the Super Bowl favorites, right? Like that puts them right in the same conversation as Green Bay and Tampa, right? Now you got, you got the Rams, the Cardinals, uh, Green Bay, Tampa, and Dallas. Those, those are the teams right now. We don't see any other team coming out of the NFC. We're almost at a point we might not see any other team, but those teams win the Super Bowl. Yep. Regardless of who comes out the AFC, I guess Buffalo will give them a run for their money, but those might be your five Super Bowl favorites right now. 
Uh, and so to add Von Miller, it tells you it, it it tells you what we already knew when they grabbed Matt Stafford when they gave up all them picks for Jalen Ramsey. They in win now mode. Once they yeah. grabbed Matt Stafford, we knew like they are in win now mode. The biggest thing though is now the pressure's on. The, the press you just raised the exactly. stakes a little bit, and I'm not saying they fold. They've been to the Super Bowl before, and they they've got an upgraded roster everywhere except running back. When you really think about it, I mean Aaron Donald just even better. Uh, obviously Jalen Ramsey best corner in the game. You got another pass rusher that you're putting opposite Aaron Donald. I think Aaron Donald benefits from this trade more than anybody because the D line, I guess, I guess you would say it was their weakest spot because they weren't very talented outside of the the best defense alignment Mm -hmm. in football. But now like you're not going to see him get three guys attention. You're lucky if you're able to put two guys attention on Aaron Donald. So now you're talking about possibly Donald and Von Miller having one-on-one matchups against offensive linemen. And yep. for years, yep. for years, we've seen what that does mm-hmm. to a quarterback. Like, we've mm-hmm. seen now you put both of them together. I, I'm not saying the Rams win the Super Bowl. But what I'm saying is that's, listen, that's that's going to be a pretty damn good team to have to play to, to get there. Like, that's going to be a very tough roadblock. Like, for my Cowboys to get there, like, having to go through the Rams with, with the havoc that they can reap, woo-wee! Mm-hmm. Hey, the Rams are in win now, but I will say, like I said, all the pressure's on because it's Super Bowl or bust over the next year. Yep. That's just, you give up all your draft picks for Ramsey and Stafford and now Von Miller, it's Super Bowl or bust because you ain't going to be able to make a lot of noise at free agency. you got to retain your talent now. And obviously, you ain't gonna be able to draft too much depth for the simple fact you ain't got no draft picks. So in the next year or two, they gotta win a Super Bowl for this to be uh for this to be a successful uh trade, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's de- definitely a great trade for the Rams because you think about it, they're only really off the, on the hook for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars of his salary. Denver's mm-hmm. gonna gonna cover the ne- other nine million dollars. So you mm-hmm. gotta think to yourself, that's that's a great deal on their end. And also for Denver, I look at Denver, they just rebuilding. Hey, you get a second and a third, you can get value with that, you know, potentially um, stockpile some – because this team is in, in a somewhat of a rebuild. Um, you know, there could just be a situation where maybe they po- use those picks to pony up to get a quarterback, um, you know, who's to say with that. But um, like with the Rams, and I think it, it just makes sense for them because I think yeah. even a second or a third-round pick that they, they would have drafted in 2022 – wouldn't have been wouldn't have been playing on his team as far as starting or, or, or have somewhat of an impact that Von mm-hmm. Miller would have, even if mm-hmm. they were just to keep him for only the final 14, 15 weeks, whatever we got left until now the Super Bowl. So I think what 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 he will give them in that short period of time if they don't resign him will will pay more dividends than a second and third round pick of next year. So um great move for them. And like you said, the Rams, like you said, do they really like they do they really need draft picks because they're so deep in so many positions? It's almost like, yeah. yeah, you get these guys, but will they even hit the field? You even look at like the situation, like look how their wide receiver depth. Like we we thought Rashawn, Deshaun Jackson was in the resurrection of a season, he can't even get on the field because yeah. they're so deep at the wide receiver position. So you think to yourself, thought, like I thought Tutu Atwell was an impact player. Like I thought he was gonna play a yeah. lot. Like, Really right. did. I mean, like he's dynamic. Right. Just, just like what Dabo said, we too deep. 
and they really are deep in a lot of positions. So that second and third really isn't really gonna make a difference for that Rams team. And like I said, it's it's winner now. And like, yeah, the Rams have, have been like that team I've been looking at as well. I mean, obviously, I, I always lament about Sean, Sean McVay, you know, so I talk about him at nauseum, obviously. But, um, <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but yeah, I definitely think this is a, a good trade for the Rams. And like you said, it's, it's a bowl of bust. And they, you know. And you said, you yeah. said a key thing, Couch, my bad, JP. You said a key thing. I, I think they, they was going to have to get rid of Von Miller to do exactly what you said they're going to do. Yeah. I don't think Denver's rebuilding. I think they're a quarterback away, like you said. And so I think th- these second-round pick, an extra third-round pick, some first-round picks, yeah. you know, I don't know if they're going to have to give up a player. I don't know if they're going to be looking at is Deshaun Watson. You know, like Freddie said, is Deshaun Watson the answer? Do they go a little lesser and, and test the water on Sam Darnold? I think they want better than that. I don't think Sam Darnold will be an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater. So I would assume they're going to swing for the fence. Another quarterback, they say Deshaun Watson, another quarterback, you know, when we thought he was going to get traded that, that had been around, the rumor mill was Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, do they go the Aaron Rodgers route? Does Russell Wilson end up wanting out of Seattle? Like like you said, I think they swing for the fences, and I think they just they knew they was going to have to give up a piece to swing for the fences and giving up Von Miller, getting another day. Uh, Two day two picks, a second and a third round pick. That's, that's big time for the possibility of Denver because they got the receiver quarter. O line's okay. Uh, they can upgrade there depending on how many picks they got to give up for whatever guy. But their wide receiver core is good. They got some good running backs. Uh, still, they're, they're always pretty solid and stout on defense. So yep. yeah, I, I think it's big for both because the, the Broncos don't have to rebuild and the Rams just update chance going in the Super Bowl. They went to plus 450. The minute that was breaking news, as mm-hmm. far as yeah. I think they're the second favorite. They're either the favorite or second favorite to win the Super Bowl now in Vegas. Oh, yeah. So yeah. So before we, before we get on, I got a I got a, a special guest here. What up? What up, Steven? Hey, <laughs> hey it's, it's good to be a G. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. The, the Rams guy himself. <sighs> Man, y'all good? Yeah. Oh yeah! Merry Christmas to you. You hey, you get a Super Bowl MVP. I'm thankful. It's November. <laughs> right. <laughs> Christmas came early in LA already. Shout out to back to back home Super Bowl appearances. The Bucks did it in Tampa. Now the Rams do it in LA. LA <laughs> after this, I might move. Yeah, bro. Mm, I feel you. Big time. So, Steven, man, your thoughts on uh, on Vaughn Miller coming to to, to the Rams? It feels like any season I've ever done in Madden. I always trade for Vaughn Miller. What <laughs> team I have? If sometimes I don't even do it as as the Rams. I did it as a season um, with the Bears and and put him on that defense. And you know, I think that we're gonna get a lot of that now because hey, everyone's not talking about Leonard Floyd too. You know, like he's not gonna do. I mean, there's just too much pass rushing on this team right now, and you know. Ran- He's he's going to have, you know, like three seconds before he needs to make a read now because there's going to be so much heat on heat on the quarterback, no matter who it is, no matter what offensive line it is. You got a point of attack defender coming at you from every single angle on the defensive line. You got it on both corners and now you got it up the middle and now you got one of the best covers cornerbacks in the entire league going to eat because of this. It's, it's awesome. 
Look, I, I feel like it's Super Bowl potential. Now, obviously, things happen, and, you know, the, it's the NFL. Surprises yeah. happen all the time. But, I mean, if we're not the Super Bowl favorites right now, I don't know. It, it has to just only be Tampa Bay because of Tom Brady. I think the Super Bowl comes down to either Tampa or L.A. now coming out of the NFC. And I know it's overreaction Monday, so it's okay for me to say this. But that's honestly how I'm feeling right now. No offense, Mo. No offense, because your Cowboys are having a heck of a season. I just, I don't know who can stop the Rams other than the Rams. I'll disagree with you. I don't, <laughs> they're, 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 they're the most complete team I in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, like, I think they win the NFC West now because uh, Kyler, what, sprained his ankle? He could be out one to three weeks. Mm-hmm. With the, with the, I mean, that him being out three weeks already, they're, they're neck and neck. The only thing yeah. the Cardinals have is the head-to-head matchup. Yep. But now, you know, yeah. like the Cardinals do have later on in the season when, when records really start mattering, they have to play the Cowboys. If yep. they lose and the Rams catches one of their weaker opponents, mm-hmm. like that's one game up. Uh, I mean, I think it's the Rams. They should be in the driver's seat. And like you said, I guess to me, the only thing the Rams do have to do, they got to hope the Cardinals drop a couple and they yeah. win the division because the Rams do not want to go away. Mm-hmm. They don't want to play nothing yeah. but road games and yeah. go through, you know, Tampa and then go through Dallas or wherever, go through Dallas, go through t- however they got to do it or go through Green Bay in order to play the home Super Bowl at LA. So the key thing for the Rams is, you know, you got to keep playing the way you're playing. But you got to look over at Arizona. You got to beat them the next time they play and hope they drop a couple as you drop a couple because the Rams, this will be tough for any of those teams that don't win the division to have to go on the road to and every game dang near to get to L.A. That's almost impossible with who you'll have to go through. Yep. And no one wants to come to L.A. either. Like, that's Yeah, no. No. There's five teams. Here's the thing, too, is that Henderson out of the backfield, no one's really talking about him a lot. He's doing good. Offense. Yeah. He's had a really good season. He's doing good. And Cooper Cup this year. Oh, is, my God. That's why I was in the league. Uh, I was going to say, just just no arguments. Top three receiver in the league. Yeah. Zero yeah. Arguments there. No arguments. He's the best wide receiver in yeah. the league. There's yeah. an argument for numbers. There's yeah. an argument for best, but I'm saying easily top three in the league this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Stafford, Stafford is a top five quarterback in the league this year. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And now with this defense, I mean, from this week on, you could you could be looking at a top five defense. Like those are all the ingredients for a Super Bowl contender. Look at what Tampa did last year. Their defense caught fire towards the end of the season. Yep. Yep. They have a top quarterback. They have a top receiver. That's yep. and, and they're running backs. They're not the best running backs, but it's a good. Very I mean, there there's a whole lot to like about this Rams team. The only thing I see getting in our way are ourselves. In in, in all honesty, and really, whoever comes out of the NFC this year, I feel is going to win the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter who comes out. Whoever wins the NFC should yeah. be should be the Super Bowl champ. Oh yeah. I agree. The only thing I'm just worried about out of the three, like, you know, defensive key guys with is Von Miller going to the Rams. Can he stay healthy? That's the question. That's the that's the question is, can he stay healthy? Because he's been pretty healthy all season. So could he stay healthy? You know, these last, you know, weeks before the playoffs and all that, because, you know, if he's not healthy, oof, the Rams still can make it to the Super Bowl. But. 
I mean, it's it'd be a, it'd be a tough challenge, though. Not really. Like he's a Von Miller is a luxury, not a necessity. Exactly. Like, he was a luxury for the Rams. Like so, if you lose him, you didn't give up a starter right nope. now. Like you didn't lose anybody on your roster. So if Von Miller does get hurt, you still look at Rams as one of the four or five Super Bowl contenders. Right now, you look at them as the favorite. You'd probably bet the most money on them. But like even mm-hmm. still, if Von doesn't come in. But I think the Rams are at an advantage because he doesn't have to play that much. You can get him acclimated, let him get the game minutes to keep him in game form, but you can kind of save him for the playoffs essentially and just let him play here and there, take some series right. off because you know that's when he's necessary. I mean, he's, he was a luxury in the third down rusher. I mean, that's right. the third down rusher. And here's the thing. Adding him on a defense with, yes, Aaron Donald, yes, Jalen Ramsey. And, again, I'm going to mention my boy because no one's talking about him, Leonard Floyd. You can't double team all of them. Like right. they, they have to change offensive schemes so much, and that includes Von Miller. Yeah. Like you no know Aaron Donald up the gut is gonna is gonna command a center and one of the guards, right? Yeah. So yeah. they do your dudes right there, and then either Floyd or Miller are gonna be in single coverage, and each one of them you do that to, you're taking a risk, and it and you can have a situation where you have two edge rushers coming off of one side. Like, that's what's scary. Nasty. That left side where you have – if you have Miller and Floyd coming off of that, off of the strong side of Aaron Donald, that's scary for any offensive line and quarterback. You're going to have to throw Ben Roethlisberger-type, you know, passes where it's under two seconds, or you're going to end up on your backside. It's scary. It's scary yeah, for scary. quarterbacks right now. So, we got another guest in the building. Kenneth, what's up? Hello there. I heard that we were talking about players named Cooper. And, uh, <laughs> not quite yet. Not quite yet. Hit him. No, no, no. Don't do Cooper that. Is that, is, 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 is that allowed? Hey, no, hey, 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 no. hey, I didn't even mention the Dallas Coopers. I was talking about Cooper Cup. But if you guys want to talk about Dallas, we can. No, no. We good. Hey, fellas. I'm going to bounce. I've been tuning in. I've been listening. I'm going to keep listening. I gotta run to the store and get some hard drive. I gotta do some stuff for the show. You know, the the stuff that no one gets to see behind the scenes. I gotta make sure my stuff's straight for for off the ball, man. But I appreciate y'all having me. Thanks for right, letting me. Lap. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. It's great to be a gangster. Y'all have a good day. All right. Yes. Once again, Merry Christmas, Steven. <laughs> I show up for five seconds and scare him off the show like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you have that effect sometimes, especially when you, <laughs> you, you cowboys off. <laughs> nah, but you're good. You're good, Kenneth. So before we go on to our next topic, your thoughts on uh, Von Miller to the Rams. What you got? I mean, that just makes them the second best team in the NFC behind the Dallas Cowboys. So. <laughs> Let them know, though. Let them know. No, in, in all seriousness, like, Steven hit the nail on the head where, like, even if you lose Von Miller, you didn't give up anything. I think it actually might have been Mo that said that. But overall, if Vaughn's playing, that's terrifying. Like, you already have Ramsey shutting down one side of the field, and now you've got a, this pass rush that they're going to have with Donald and with Vaughn Miller and all these other guys there. So overall, it just makes the defense that much better. The Rams have looked really good with Daryl Henderson running the ball. Yeah. We, we saw Robert Woods finally get going mm-hmm. yesterday because he hadn't even really been doing much in that offense. So overall, I think the Rams look terrifying for any team that plays them this year. Big time. 
So, fellas, like we said, this was an unprecedented Monday um, in the NFL world. And um, another one, we had uh, Derrick Henry, um, the an- injury, uh, potentially I've heard six to ten weeks, you know, injury with uh, King Henry. Um, so, JP, your thoughts on uh, Derrick Henry's injury and the impact on the Titans? Oh, man, that's it's really tough because Derrick Henry is like that driving force, that engine, you know, for the Titans. Um, you know, they signed Adrian Peterson, you know, um, very serviceable running back. Now, I can't really say he's the old Adrian Peterson and all that, you know, so very serviceable. Um, you know, they have to really, the pressure is really on Matt, uh, Ryan Tannehill to be able to have, like, a really good, like, rest of the season and everything with the receivers he have. You know, with A.J. Brown, he got to step up to the play. He's been doing pretty good the past couple weeks, though. Um, so the Titans in the AFC, I mean, they still could be, like, they still can be, like, the second or third best team, though. But with Henry being out, though, that could, you know, you know, take, like, a load off, you know, in the running game the way that he plays with the power and the finesse and the speed. and it, it's going to be really tough for the Titans the rest of the season. They can still get the wins and still can make the playoffs, but they're not going to be like, you know, the favorites or anything going into the AFC championship and all that. So, um, but with him being out, that's just really sad for Tennessee. So prayers to the Tennessee Titans and everybody in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> Kenneth, <laughs> I'm dying for your reaction. Just the smirk on your face. I'm ready for it. Kenneth, what you got? I mean, I'm shocked that Adam Schefter didn't just say that the Tennessee Titans offense is out for six to ten weeks. <laughs> like, it, like, isn't that the update? Isn't that the update? Perhaps. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> so, Julio's missing time Yep. as well. He's been on in and out of the lineup. He also yep. hasn't been Julio of old, no. which I actually said coming into this season that we might see – the AJ Green effect of an aging wide receiver that was once great injuries catching up with them. Yep. So an offense of just Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown is not going to win very many football nah. games. But that being said, the next stretch of games, it's not that bad after this Rams game, because I think we all assume with Henry out, the Rams should steamroll them in this game. Yep. But then you get saints with no Winston you get the Texans, you get the Patriots, then your bye week, and then the Jags. So really, if if they can't win football games over this next little bit, then they're going to miss the playoffs. Because late in the year, you do get Pittsburgh, you get the 49ers, some tougher defenses before closing it out with Miami and the Texans. So overall, should they still win the division? With the double tiebreaker over the Colts, they should. Yeah. But if Henry's not 100%, first round and out like a hundred percent they're not beating anyone in the playoffs if they don't have derrick henry as you said six to ten weeks so if you're a fantasy owner you're praying that it's six weeks eight <laughs> weeks eight weeks is what they said they anticipate it's gonna be it's... so the eight week mark that's when you're getting in the fantasy playoffs Oof. so yeah. you better hope that you get that uh. first round by which when you're missing derrick henry is going to be very tough to do so uh. We know the Titans' defense isn't going to stop anybody. They haven't done it all year. They've really just been outscoring people. So their entire offense is out unless Ryan Tannehill actually performs like this great quarterback that people seem to think that he is, that he's the one that makes this ship go, then the Titans are in trouble. Yeah. 
<laughs> Mo, what you got? I mean, we all know I'd love to see nothing more than the Tennessee Titans a falter. And <laughs> you know, like, like, let's just be honest. And it's I've 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 been said, I mean, we've all argued, but you know, everybody has said there, but I've been said that Derrick Henry is the most important guy on this offense. Yep. Like we could say whatever, you know, we could argue all day about, you know, we could deep dive into analytics and Whenever Ryan Tannehill hands the ball after a big completion, we can do all that. Yep. Everybody watches the Tennessee Titans, and everybody see the same thing. We watch Derrick Henry carry them to AFC Championship game. Yep. I don't yep. care what nobody talking about. Yep. You can't tell me the most important player on your team is your quarterback, and he throws for 70-something yards in a playoff game. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. While your running back runs for 200, like, mm-hmm. who is the most important player in the game? It's your running back. Mm-hmm. Your running back puts your team on your back. You come back and win a game with your running back. Like mm-hmm. teams don't do that now. This is a pass heavy league. You put it all on your quarterback. They put it all on their running back. Mm-hmm. We are about to see with that week schedule though, how good Ryan Tannehill could be. Cause these are like Kenneth said, these are some winnable games mm-hmm. with or without Derrick Henry. Like these really are, <laughs> but these are, these are some winnable games without Derrick Henry, like Houston, uh, New England's starting to come into form a little bit. I guess they've gotten some wins. They've played really well. Uh, they look like they could compete at the very least, so they'll, they'll be a tougher out without Derrick Henry. Uh, but like you said, they got the Texans twice. Like Even if even if they're on playoff pace and Derrick Henry waits until closer to the playoffs, like they got some weak opponents after the Rams where like they should do fairly well, especially like Kenneth said with being up, you know, having beat the Colts twice. So but but we'll see. Like, you know, God knows I'm leaving the chat if if Ryan Tannehill looks like an MVP candidate and the like Super Bowl contenders. Y'all know I'm gone because I can't I'm not dealing with that. But you know, <laughs> no, not gonna happen, yeah. so I'm not worried about it. It's not yeah. They're gonna yeah. win games. They're gonna win games, but it ain't gonna be because Ryan Tannehill looks like an MVP. That's, that's a good point with Derrick Henry out the fold. It just brings like a lot of flaws to Ryan and Tannehill. It's just a lot of questions like, can he really play? Can he really carry this team? He signed that contract. He got to live up to that contract. So, Also, how many carries can AP really give you anymore at this stage of his career? Like, okay, he gives you 15 carries, 20 at the very max. So then we're looking at McNichols or whatever the hell his name is or whoever the hell their backup running back is. Yeah. They're going to be taking carries. Like, that's not scaring any defense. If Julio's in and out of the lineup, you double A.J. Brown. We saw what happened when Tannehill didn't have A.J. Brown or Julio. Well, even if you take A.J. out of the game, they lost to the New York Jets. So, like, let's let's see because I just explained their schedule. That's not saying that they're going to win those games necessarily. Like, we just watched New Orleans beat Tampa Bay, Uh who had Tom Brady at quarterback. Ryan Uh Tannehill is not Tom Brady. He's never going to be Tom Brady, not even close to Tom Brady. And Derrick Henry isn't the rest of these running backs. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Derrick Henry, he's different. Like, And I know we tend to say it, but we find certain, and they just different. Adrian Peterson was once that. LaDainian Tomlinson was once that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you could do the two-back system. Zeke and Tony Pollard look amazing. Uh, we were waiting for the Rams to have Henderson and uh, uh, Cam Akers this year. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there was some, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Yep. But when you have a do-it-all guy, like when all else fails, just hand it to Derrick Henry. Because mm-hmm. he's so big. I mean, he's really 
the Hall of Fame version of Brandon Jacobs. If you really think about it, we've seen a guy with this size before in Brandon Jacobs, but he didn't have the speed. He didn't have the finesse. He just he's the same size as Brandon Jacobs. But literally, the Hall if Brandon Jacobs was a Hall of Famer, we would have this would be Brandon Jacobs 2.0. So that that's my biggest thing is with losing that. He was a do-it-all guy. Like, their backup, man, their backup running back got zero playing time. McNichols, but, the only time he played a lot was what? When Derrick Henry was, I think he was banged up a little bit from practice, but, and they played him a lot. I think it was against the Jets. But other than that, like, their, their backup running back gets no play. Like, none. Like, this is an all-Derrick Henry offense, unlike most other offenses where we see their second guy is able to come in and make sure their guy is healthy. Everything as far as the run game, and even pass caught it, Passes caught out the backfield, run through Derrick Henry. So, I mean, look at how their offense runs. They always start slow, and mm -hmm. as the game progresses, Derrick Henry like weighs the the other team's defense down. Yep. And then the fourth quarter, you see it in his carries. It's like three yards a carry in the first quarter compared to like seven in the fourth. Yep. So this Titans offense never looked great early on with Henry. It's always later in the game. Yep. So if that yep. disappears then what do you have in Tennessee? So Yeah, yeah, and I think, like you said, the Tennessee thing, and I think we kind of touched on a lot on uh, see, you, see You Sunday, where this was an important win for the Titans. It pretty much gave it yeah. sort of a cushion mm -hmm. because yep. I think, like you said, we look at the Colts, a situation where, yeah, they've been struggling. Maybe they kind of get on a, on a you know, somewhat on a, on a, on a streak because yep. they've, they've been in close games. They lost games, heartbreaking losses in overtime, including the one yesterday. Um, I look at that situation, and like you said, kind of point where that offense, the thing is Derrick Henry is the immovable object. Like, we, there's no, you know, Asia Peterson, yeah, I would have loved this in 2007, 2010-ish. Like, but now, no, they, they're not going to be able to get him. And like you said, at his age, what, he's 37 years old. Well, no, he's 36. He's 36 years old. So you're not going to, you know, get that same Asia Peterson, the 2012 MVP Adrian Peterson. So you look at that situation, and even with their schedule, as you as you alluded to, Kenneth, it's it's, it's doable. No pun intended, but I think they can literally limp their way to an to an AFC South championship. Yeah. So uh, with just and that's I said, it's so important to win these games early to give yourself a cushion. But things like this happening to you, and now, like you said, we got we're gonna see about Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, and we're gonna see if. You know, Mo have you know conversation in the middle of the other day about Ryan Tannehill. You know, against I, his, I mean, against his fan club. You <laughs> just talked about it. They may limp to a division title because they're already sitting on six wins. They might only need four more the rest of the way, yeah. because the Colts are three and five. So unless we see Carson Wentz twenty seventeen on steroids, then chances are they're not getting to ten wins this year. So. They probably win the division, especially with all these winnable games. Big time. So, fellas, let's get into the to to the meat of Paul's uh, overreaction uh, Monday, um, <laughs> fellas. Oh, um, Lloyd, uh, didn't mean it to come on like that. But this fact you said pause, I wouldn't even. I'll just let it ride. But you pause. Like. <laughs> and I, that, I thought about. I like whoa. <laughs> All right, so the the biggest winner this week in week eight of the NFL season, JP, what you got? I'll let them go first because I already know the answer. Okay, well, I, I, I get Cooper and Cooper. Um, All right, so, 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 so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go first. 
the backup quarterbacks, period. Like Cooper Rush, Mike White, uh, Trevor Simeon. Uh, who else? Who, what other backup? Gino Smith played ball, play good. Gino, yeah, Gino. Gino, Gino but he, I'll give him the back. I'll put him on that list, even though he's been starting because Russell Wilson's out. But yeah. guys who got their first start or had to come in and, and be the relief hitter. I mean, look, Trevor, Trevor Simeon had to relieve Jameis Winston. Oh, y'all hear me? Yeah, I Trevor Simeon. Okay, Trevor Simeon had to lead a W against the, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the former Super Bowl champ, in a game that even with Jameis, you know what I'm saying? I was the only one who even had a feeling, but we kind of all thought, you know, the, the Bucks were going to take care of business. Yep. Cooper Rush against a good team, uh, or what everybody told me was a good team, in the Minnesota Vikings that this was a trap game for Dallas. No Dak really shouldn't have a chance. I said I didn't trust Cooper Rush, so I'm going to come out here. And I said I didn't trust Cooper Rush. I, w- I expected a big game. I-, I expected a big game from Zeke. Uh, I expected a big game, um, you know, from Tony Pollard. But the, p- the part of the problem was I didn't expect such a bad game from Kirk Cousins. Like, I thought, you know, and Kenneth told me, primetime Kirk going to show up. And we know he don't do great in prime time. And I was like, I mean, yeah, our defense is good, but when you got Cooper Rush at quarterback, but, but either way, then Mike White. Like, if we really give all the backup quarterbacks the biggest winner, yeah. the biggest winner of the, of all of them is Mike White. Bro, he came in in those for over 400 yards, had two turnovers. Remember, I said he was perfect. He was 10 for 10, uh, hadn't had an incompletion yet, hadn't thrown a touchdown pass. So I'm like, uh-oh. Do we have a quarterback competition in New York? And boom, he throws a pick. Then boom, they get the ball back. He throws a pick again. And I'm like, well, so much for a quarterback competition. And this man in the second half goes absolutely insane. Obviously, Couch Coach, your nephew had a huge part in Mike White's success. But he played absolutely amazing. And if anybody know about him, he went to Western Kentucky. He was slinging the ball like that at Western Kentucky. Remember, Western Kentucky was ranked at one point. They had a nice offense. That was with Mike White at quarterback. So we got, you know, he had a flashback of what he was like in college. He played amazing, and he beat a team that had just convinced most of the NFL community that they are for real, that they could win not only win their division, but that they could win. They, they could compete. They might be the toughest thing to compete for the Bills. They just did that. And boom, four over over five hundred yards of offense to the New York Jets. After telling, after convincing us that y'all were competitive to head to the Super Bowl, biggest biggest getting the Bills way, and y'all do that against the Jets. <sighs> bye bye Cincinnati. But but all the backup quarterbacks are the biggest winner. Don't you know yeah. the Jets? The Jets, the NFL, the NFL league pass team. Kenna, <laughs> <laughs> what you what you got? Oh no, Mo took mine, and that kind of makes me mad. But uh, Pittsburgh, I think the Steelers are big winners yesterday. Oh yeah, <laughs> you, go, you go into Cleveland, and your defense wins you the football game. Yep, yep. I'm not giving any credit to Big Ben and that offense. No, because nope. we know damn well why they won that game. You scored 15 points and won the game. Give your defense some love. And this was a defense that they were a little banged up early in the year. And now they're healthy. Healthy. They look a lot better. They Mm -hmm. went into Cleveland. Big Ben might as well be the owner of the Cleveland Browns, given his history against them. (laughs) 
He doesn't deserve it yesterday, but overall his career he does. So I think Pittsburgh, because when you look at that division, what happened yesterday with the Bengals losing to the Jets and then you beat Cleveland, Ravens coming off bye week next week. Mm -hmm. Like that is a crucial game in that division. And I think it puts them in a great position now to really fight for a wild card spot because there's not a lot of teams in the AFC right now that we consider playoff teams. Like what's the list? Eight, maybe nine teams. And yeah. Pittsburgh's one of them. Probably all four in that division are. And if they would have lost that game, if they fall to three and four, it's probably season over for them at that point. So you got to give big props to the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. JP, your winner. Yeah, the backup quarterbacks did really well. Um, the Patriots did really well yesterday, beating the Chargers. Um, you look at the stats of Justin Herbert, and we said that Justin Herbert's worst game last year was against the Patriots. Bill Belichick did a good job again this year, and this is you look at Justin Herbert. You know, threw them two interceptions. His quarterback weighing sixteen. Quarterback weighing 16, and in terms of rushing, 75 yards, Keenan Allen didn't have that explosive game because Justin Hubbard was struggling. The offense was struggling against a, a pretty good Patriots defense. And then also, I want to give Justin Fields some love because we finally see how he played yesterday. Like, you know, he got 103 yards and carried the ball, like, I think, like, nine to ten times and got a touchdown. So, Matt Nagy, if you're paying attention, this is how Justin Hubbard played because he wasn't on the sideline yesterday. So, it just tells you that Matt Nagy is the problem in Chicago. So, he needs to go get some tape and uh, from that game and look at what's the best for Justin Fields and how to put him in a successful position because this kid can really play. We've been saying that. This kid can really play, but he's just been, you know, coached by the wrong coach and he played really well yesterday with him not being on the sideline so i want to give justin Fields some love even though they lost yesterday to the 49ers but you know 49ers is a, a little better team than the bells but yeah yeah steven hey what's up fellas appreciate you having me yeah. back <laughs> yeah Obviously, yep. the biggest winners are the rant. No, I'm just um, <laughs> no, I, didn't, I didn't come back for that. Um, one thing I wanted to say, Kenneth touched on it. Uh, I don't really have a biggest winner in this scenario, but I'm going to swag it out to be – I'm going to piggyback off of what Kenneth said. The Steelers are the biggest winner yep. because Baker Mayfield is the biggest loser in the <laughs> <laughs> Yes. The biggest <laughs> loser. Coach, Coach, yes. what what'd you, what'd you call me last year? The most oh, hated, oh, you're the, you're the most hated man in Berea, Ohio. The most hated man in Berea, Ohio. And everybody on our network <laughs> busted my balls for not liking Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I didn't like Baker Mayfield before it was cool. Now everybody doesn't like Baker Mayfield. But in all seriousness, I think that the, the Browns fans, um, they're seeing a little bit of what we were talking about last year, though, Coach, because last season – the biggest issue with this team was the average play uh, of Baker Mayfield. You know, it reminds me a lot of what we had with Jared Goff in, in L.A. Because you would see such tremendous play from... I don't know how you have an Odell Beckham on this team and him have one catch for six yards any night. Like, that's inusable. And we've seen Baker, we've seen Baker Mayfield throw to guys like Landry. And Austin Hooper players like that. 
problem is whatever their idea of Odell Becca's of, you know, they don't like the antics that come along with their wide receiver. But overall, I believe that Odell is a great receiver. You going in and out, Steven. Yeah, you going in and out, bruh. My bad, fellas. I'm on. I'm out and about right now. But um, now I just wanted to piggyback off what Kenneth said about uh about the Steelers being the biggest winner because Baker Mayfield is the biggest loser in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's funny about that, Stephen? Though the moment we called him out, that's when he started having a historic November and December to remember. So, Stephen, you might be because no. remember we we right around this time last year we were like, look. What's going on with Baker? And then Baker put on a hell of performance and found a two months of the season. If Baker wants to well, play meaningful football in December, he better ask Santa Claus for a new shoulder for Christmas because he's in trouble. <laughs> he's in, he is in trouble. I don't think Baker should have been out there yesterday. No, if you, no, he shouldn't have been. He should have so. hurt the football team yesterday. Yeah, and we yeah. We, compl- we 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 beat up Baker Mayfield for that. Um but I don't think yesterday was really all on him because no. he should have he never been out there. He didn't look yeah. like yeah, he shouldn't have been out there. So he just I think it's on the coaching and, and Case Keenum. Listen, I think I think this is the front office really trying to evaluate what they do. But but do they not realize they got a franchise tag? Sit Baker. If you really ain't convinced or there's nothing out there for you to upgrade on Baker on, franchise tag him. Yeah. Drop the yeah. franchise tag and do how Dallas did Dak. Well, we don't really know how much he's worth, this and that and the other. And revisit the conversation next year. Like, that's that's your option you're going to have to do. But do you really, based on you trying to figure out whether you're going to keep this guy around for the long term, do you want to kill him in the process? Because right. he should have never been out there. Like, that's yeah, just... should have been. It ain't on him. It's on him, but it's not because he shouldn't have been out there. He should be out there. It's it's, it's yeah because he that harness. I'm just like, dude, that harness is not gonna help him. Like, no, they no. show that harness. I'm like, all you gonna do is you gonna keep it stationary. But if he get hit, it's man, did, did you guys see the shot that he took on the sidelines? And then he gets up and he starts trying to pump up the crowd and everything. Yeah. And then what does he do on the next the next play? He overthrows his receiver. Like, yeah. Right, right, so you, can, you, you, you can try and be the emotional leader all you want, but if you can't physically play, then don't hurt your football team in a game that was right. that important. Because exactly. I think Case Keenum could have put up 16 points yesterday. Mm-hmm. I really I do. I think so, too. I just think, you know, he was kind of scared Case Keenum might come for his job. Yeah, but that's I – mean, that's, you you play that out though that you can't sit there and you can't think about that when you're a, when you're a Baker Mayfield you got to be that's that's an insecure move if that was the case you can't think about that you got to know your football team and t- like it hurt the team and now they're four and four they're in last place oh, yeah. in the division division right and we can talk about how bad he played but he should have never been out he there played yeah so he whoever played. it's on, him playing Baker, the doctors whoever that's on him. Him like, playing hands Case Keenum the job yesterday, the way that he played. Yeah, and you know what? Yes, he's hurt. He's in the sling. So then sit it out. Like, if you really want to get paid, why wouldn't you take a week or two off? Get right. 
Hopefully Case can win you a game or two, and then you come back because the job is still yours, and then really make a push in November like Coach was talking about, because that's when he played his best football last year was November and December. Oh, yeah. But and don't go crazy, out there and take shots. Like, and, it's dumb. And what's crazy is, is like, we've seen Case Keenum on teams play really well. You know, it's really just a matter of the team that he's on. And so I wonder if Baker's insecurity comes from the fact that they signed him to this team. Because this this is something that Baker probably saw coming. That if he we we all talked about it in the offseason, the draft that they had was stellar. Their offseason acquisitions were awesome. They have the running back, their offensive line is tremendous. Jeff speaks on their offensive line a lot, and their defense got better. They did everything that they could to say Baker. This is your move now. You are the one that is in control of the destiny of this team. Yep. But just in case that you don't do it, we have Case Keenum on the bench, and we've mm-hmm. seen him on uh, on a couple of teams carry them to some really good victories. All they need, really, is someone to hand the ball off to two really good running backs and make open passes. That's it. If they just need a bus driver. If you're insecure about Case Keenum taking your job, then you are not a good quarterback in the NFL. Oh, yeah. That's what it boils down to because case, yes, can he win games? Sure. But if you're a franchise quarterback, you're not concerned about Case Keenum taking your job. Shit. I agree with you. But the Browns is banged up too as well. You're a playoff winning quarterback, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, that's all I had to say, JP. Yeah. Oh, well, the Browns is banged up too as well. You know, you know, Cream Hunt's out. You know, Nick Jones didn't have a great game. Um, You know, Jarvis Lynch just came back. Then you have, uh, you know, Denzel Ward, who's you know an underrated cornerback. He was out yesterday, so the Browns Mm -hmm. is a little bit banged up. And if I'm Odell Beckham Jr., I would be walking into that Browns office and ask for a trade before tomorrow. I would ask. If I was Odell too, I'd try and catch a ball with two hands. Exactly. That's true. Because that one over the middle would have won the football game. If you just if you go up with two hands, you make that catch, you're in the red zone. I don't think it was as I've seen the play. I don't think it's as flagrant as what everyone makes it out to be. And this is what I was saying earlier before my, my shoddy, you know, 5G was kicking out on me was that Odell Beckham is super talented. There's a quarterback out there that would love yeah. to have Odell oh Beckham. There God, has, the like, there's, there's several of them. He's too valuable. It's way too talented. There's a reason that they made the move to get him in the first place. But for whatever reason, Baker Mayfield and him, just they don't jive. We saw this even with Eli Manning towards the latter part of his career. That's why he wanted out of New York. He wants yeah. to go somewhere and be included in an offense. I guarantee you, you know, Kansas City would love to have him. Green Bay would love to have them. New Orleans would love to have them. There's a whole slew of teams out there right now that would die to have an Odell Beckham level player. And we saw this with Antonio Brown just last year before he went to go play with Tampa Bay. Everyone thought he was done and washed up, but it just turns out he's not playing with quarterbacks. Put him on a team with a quarterback and he looks like AB of old. And I think the same thing could be could be true with OBJ. My Odell exactly. feelings are also coming out because he's on my fantasy team and he's really screwing me over right now. So that's probably just, <laughs> probably just me projecting. Like, goddamn it, figure it out. Yeah. But you gotta think about it though. Like last year, when y'all was saying Baker played really well in November, December, Odell was out, and he played really good ball. You know, without Odell being there, and they just couldn't click. I think it's just because Baker's ego. It's just like some personal issue he had with Odell. 
But if I, like I said, if I was Odell, I would be demanding to be traded tomorrow to some team because only you only get targeted one time for only six yards. That's just really, that's just sad. Like that yeah. is just really sad. Yeah. And I think uh, my biggest winner this week has got to be, um, like you said, the backup quarterbacks, uh, Cooper Rush, Mike White, Trevor Simeon. I know John Elway's punching, punching the L. And then also, um, I think Green Bay by by shadow die. Even though that was yeah. a Thursday night game, people kind of have yeah. overshadowed that one. That was a big win. Yeah. Um, I think I say Aaron Aaron Rodgers is the is the best deodorant in football. He covers up every mistake, everything that's going on with that team. They lost three of their top receivers. Their secondary was shot. They found you know two games in a row where they found ways to win football games. And Running back isn't producing yeah. like he used to. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. So I think that's a big win. And like, and that puts them pretty much in the capper seat um, as far as uh, top teams in the NFC. So yeah. And getting a nice win on in, in Arizona, which is a house of horrors for many of us. Um, but yeah. So fellas, we got the winners. We got to talk about the losers. So who is your biggest loser this week? I'm going to go with you first. Kenneth, what you got? Uh, can it be Giants fans having to watch this game tonight? Oh, oh. No, 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 it's not fair to make fun of them now. It's just going to be way more fun on Saturday to do it. Um, I don't know. I, I think Arizona's a big loser. Mm-hmm. I really do because Kyler's going to now be out for a week or two. JJ Watts out for the season. You, you have the Rams winning. Like they've been matching you all year. Now you're even with them. They just got better in your own division. So overall, I think you also have DeAndre Hopkins banged up. Like yeah. overall, like in- injuries are, are hitting Arizona pretty bad at a time where they can't because you need to be holding serve with the Rams. I think all that this has done is solidified the fact that they're going to be in the wild card and the Rams are going to win the division. Now, it'll obviously come down to that second matchup between these two teams. I don't know when it is. I'd have to look at the schedule because the only way that Arizona, I think, can win this division is if they win that game because then they would have the double over the Rams. So I think Arizona is just a big loser because the injuries are starting to pile up at a time where you really don't need them to. Yeah. Steven, what you got? So... Man, I was listening to our our show, like our CU Sunday show, and I was listening to the takes, and I was listening to all the love that was given on that show for one particular matchup. (laughs) And man, I live close to this team. I knew he was going there. I live so close to this team, and that the the expectations were high on the jump, and now they're just they're just the same old team, Mm. Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, everybody. (laughs) I yes. literally I listened to the second part of See You Sunday today uh, on on Spotify, and I was just listening to everybody's take. My boy Thad <laughs> said that he he was like, I don't want to say that they'll win easily, but I think that they're going to win this game. <laughs> and I mean, you have a franchise, supposedly a franchise quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, which I'll still hold my reservations on him. I still think Justin Fields is going to be the best quarterback out of this class. Just saying. But, um, man, Jacksonville Jaguar fans, it's like you get this guy who's touted to be a generational quarterback. You get this guy who's touted to be one of the best football minds in, in the world. You have – you've signed so many defensive players on this team to big contracts. 
you you try to draft well, you hit you hit on guys like Chenault and Robinson, but it's just like I the Jaguars, man, they're the biggest losers. I mean, even even the Lions are still losing, but they don't have like they're meeting expectations right now. <laughs> the the Lions are meeting expectations. The Jacksonville Jaguars lost to Geno Smith, and that's pretty much like they threw a flea. Like, when's the last time you saw a flea flicker and someone get burned on on defense the way that they did? It was just, it was such a poor game. And I've, I'm sorry, Jacksonville Jaguar fans. I'm y'all are the biggest losers this week. Mo, what you got? The L.A. Chargers. I'm going to L.A. Chargers, and I, I'm Justin Herbert, like the Chargers and Herbert, Herbert and the Chargers. However you want to put it, they didn't drop two games in a row. They offense didn't look horrible two games in a row. Justin Herbert didn't have multiple turnovers two games in a row after the Cleveland game when we were deeming Justin Herbert. We were taking the Chargers series. Their only loss was the 2017 loss to Dallas. Justin Herbert is so amazing. Not that he's not a really good quarterback. He still is really good. I'm not saying he's going to be a dumpster fire. But what I'm saying is he's an example of everybody jumping on the hype train and deeming him something too early. Starting Justin Herbert is the reason why we started creating, not us, we, but people started creating the conversations of who would you rather have? And, oh, Tua is absolutely horrible. And Justin yeah. Herbert is the, he should have been. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Herbert or Tua better than Herbert. I'm just okay. saying we started all that conversation. All with Herbert this, Herbert that. Herbert's better than Burrow. Herbert maybe should have went to Cincinnati. This and that and the other. Coach, can you tell him how to pronounce his name, please? Hercut. My fault. Just a haircut. Just a haircut. And he has played <laughs> like a young quarterback, right? But we <laughs> deemed him. The guy, the future, the 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 greatest thing. He might be better than than what Patrick Mahomes was oh in his God. second year, and the Chargers could win a Super Bowl. Like we we heard all these things, and they lose the Mac Jones and the Patriots, McCorkle. and or yeah, they lose the McCorkle Jones and the Patriots, and they can't score against the Baltimore Ravens. That that can't be like that's not a problem. This was a game. I'm not saying they should have went in there and won easily. But they should have secured being five and two. Like now being four and three, if Kansas City wins tonight against the Giants, that changes the whole dynamic of the Chargers only being ahead of Kansas City. Like it really does. And it all falls to because everybody was talking about Chargers this, Chargers that, one of the best teams in the NFL. Now they look average just like the rest of them trash old teams in the AFC. So hmm. they 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 gotta be. I'm with everybody and who they pick as biggest losers, but the Chargers are also on that list. They're one of them. Hey, and I, I don't want to spoil this for anybody's take, but he wasn't the only young quarterback that everybody's saying this is the next big something that lost to a, to, to a, a, a team that they shouldn't have either. Oh, that's, yeah, oh, that's more. Joseph. Joseph. Oh, that's more. <laughs> Joey <Yeah>. Buckets. <laughs> Yo, Joey. <laughs> Hey, what you got, Baby JP? Kangaroo Burrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, we this other team too in this AFC that everybody was so high on. Oh, this quarterback is gonna be great. This receiver is gonna be great. He's gonna be the guy. The Cincinnati Bengals pissed me off oh. yesterday. Uh -oh. <laughs> I mean, absolutely god awful. Tell Joe them. Burrow, QBR rating of 34 35. 
Is that good or bad? That's bad. That is is bad. Okay. The rushing, you know, 41 yards. Uh, Joe Mixon had one touchdown, but 33 yards, 14 kills. And Jamal Chase that we were so high on, who's probably might win offensive rookie of the year, three receptions. He got targeted nine times. That's got off for 32 yards. The highest was T. Higgins, four receptions, 97 yards. I mean, the offense looked god-awful. And the defense looked god-awful, letting Mike Wilson looking like Tom Brady cut Warner, you know, from the grocery store. Mike White. Throwing, throwing, Mike White. Throwing, Mike White. Throwing, oh, Mike Whoever. White. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry. Mike White, like 400-something yards, three touchdowns. Man, he looked like Cut Warner out there from the Rams yesterday. I mean, God. C.J. Mosley, I haven't heard his name in a while since his Ravens <laughs> days, got 10 tackles. Shaq Lawson with an interception. Shout out to my guy Shaq Lawson, too. I mean, the yeah, Cincinnati yeah. Bengals look god-awful yesterday, losing to the Jets right here. I, I, like I said, they were yeah, the like Titans so did it high. Too, so, they were know. so high. They were so high that I had them at, and then they just came back down to planet Earth. Yeah. And, yeah, I tell you, great minds think alike. So, Stephen, I agree with you with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, to add context to, 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 to what Stephen said, Jacksonville led in just about every statistical category <laughs> and lost the football game. They had the most yards, total yards, passing yards, rushing yards. They even had the ball for 31 minutes. They even controlled mm. the time of possession and lost 31-7. to seven. They got skunked. They got skunked. They got bad that, it, that's almost just like how Wake Forest and, and, and Army was last week. Like how Wake Forest only had the ball for like 17 minutes and scored 70 points. Oh, like, I thought that was bad. This is worse because they get paid for this. <laughs> and it, and this, this okay, they're horrible. getting paid too, Coach. Like, I mean, they get, they get NILs. They get... We just don't know what their contracts are. I'll give I you mean, that. I mean, correct. They get NILs. We talking about big boy money. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, money. I mean, they got they got trust me. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. You're right. Jacksonville they Jaguars gave up a flea flicker touchdown. <laughs> Bro, Geno Smith looked amazing yesterday. He, and, and Urban Meyer wouldn't even do that at Ohio State. Mm. No. <laughs> like, hey, Urban's on his way out. <laughs> Urban's you know trying what, to like get a front said, office job. I've been saying it, that. Right. He he yeah. This this getting worse. Like you said, at least and, and like you said, even Stephen point where. This team had gas talent. Like Detroit, we understand. Allegedly. We knew. Well, I mean, well, we led in Detroit. Like you said, versus your mean expectations versus, damn, you should have won this game, especially yeah. just look at it from the statistical standpoint. And, you know, like you said, my goodness, Geno Smith. And even we all, like we said on Saturday, who would you take, Trevor Lawrence or, or, or Gino? I Smith? heard that today, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> was this like, did not age well. I was like, it sure didn't. It's like, I I thought about it. I was getting ready to say I would take Trevor Lawrence in the sixth grade versus Geno Smith in West Virginia. And you know oh. what? You know what that <laughs> highlights, though, Coach? Yeah. Is how hard it really is to be a good quarterback in the NFL on a consistent basis. Yep. It doesn't matter if you're supposed to be the next best thing yep. as a rookie quarterback. You still have to earn your keep, man. And like Geno Smith, everybody knows that it didn't work out for him. What was it in the Jets, right? He played played for the Jets. And 
he was supposed to be the next big thing, but he's still he stuck around, man. Like regardless of how we feel about him as a starting level QB, how often do we see? And I hate to say this, especially an African American quarterback stick around and make a long career as a backup quarterback. Right. That's difficult in of itself, let yeah. alone for any quarterback. Yeah. But Geno Smith still paying his dues. He gets an opportunity in in Seattle to start. And he looks like a good quarterback, man. Like, granted, it's, it's against the Jaguars, right? But Trevor Lawrence, on the other hand, like, has the world as his oyster. Number one overall pick, supposed to be the next best quarterback talent since Andrew Luck, and he was the next best one since Peyton Manning, right? So he has this legacy, this whole, you know, you, you know family tree of quarterbacks that he's got to live up to. And all the expectations are, are high for him. And he just doesn't live up to it. So it just goes to show you how hard it is on a weekly basis to be a good NFL quarterback. That's yeah. why it makes me I'm comfortable to say that Baker Mayfield is a trash quarterback. Because <laughs> no, I'm just I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. But in all seriousness, even like your average average quarterbacks like a Baker Mayfield, it shows how hard it is for him just to be an, an average quarterback in the NFL on a on a consistent basis right yeah. because we see a rookie and trevor lawrence have an opportunity ahead of him to have a statement win and they get skunked yeah. i mean you know i feel bad for trevor lawrence though i ain't gonna like willie like whip him to shreds like this year and stuff I mean, you gotta get a coach for us. Oh my, my god! He got one of the best coaches. He got one of the best offensive coordinators. No, I'm not feeling bad for him. He's the number one overall pick, bro. Coming coming before the season, we was we was all talking about Lincoln, him and Urban Meyer. Oh my god, what a link up! Does he have the best weapons in the NFL? No, but does he have the best weapons for a rookie quarterback? I mean, I guess you could argue Chicago, but he has a better offensive line than the Bears do. But I guess Allen Robinson will be the best receiver out of all of them. But you got Marvin Jones Jr., Chenault, who's actually been fairly well. I know Chark broke his ankles. But when we were coming into the season, we're like, man, they got Etienne and Robinson in the backfield. They surrounded him where you're like, okay, now Chark got hurt and Etienne never played. But he's still, Marvin Jones Jr. has had a couple big games early. LaVisca Chenault has had flashes of playing really well. Like, the offensive line isn't that bad. You have James Robinson, like, you don't have an excuse to literally statistically be one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. And, Only and because listen, everybody told me we were getting God's gift with long hair as, mm-hmm. as a quarterback. That's all I'm saying. Tell if the though. expectations weren't there for him, even as the number one pick, if, if he had Justin Fields' expectations, well, we don't know how good he's really going to be, how he's going to translate in the NFL, then you take a step back at how you look at him. Like you like, oh, okay. But because they told us since Andrew Luck, since Peyton Manning, these were literally like Pay Manning was one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. Andrew Luck retired early, but was on his way talent wise where he'd be in the conversation in top 10, 15, 20 quarterbacks of all time or whatever. And you're telling me Trevor Lawrence is that guy day one. Everybody's like he's a day one impact and he play, he's playing like one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. And that's the media's fault for like compelling. Great quarterbacks had like bad first year and they bounced back in the second. And you're right. And you're right. right. But listen to this. Yeah. Peyton, Troy Aikman. So hang on. Hang on. How many years did Gardner Minshew play last year? Before last year, was was last year his rookie year as a quarterback? Like his first year being a starter in the NFL? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty uh, sure it was. If not, sure, it was yeah. a second. Second. But here's the thing. Chenault looked better as a wide receiver with Gardner Minshew last season than what we're seeing with him this year with God's gift to quarterback. I'm just saying. And, and the thing is, almost a JP's point in the sense, that I think we need to stop like over over um over analyzing these kids because try, I heard Trevor Lawrence. I heard of Trevor Lawrence in 2014 as a sixth grade kid. In yeah. sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, I've never, I've never seen that yeah. type of. I've, 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 I've seen basketball players, maybe like you know, as far as that, but not a quarterback that's in the sixth grade being highly touted. Like, dude, like I remember that uh, YouTube clips of him almost eight years ago as a as a as a middle school kid. So and then, like you said, last year was Minshew's second year. Just to just oh, to Minshew's second year. Okay. Like you said, and I'm, I put it this way. He, it's growing pains, and that's the thing. I think he's still gonna be okay. He just he got he got to give it some time. And I think like Peyton Manning, he led the league in interceptions his first year. Oh, yeah. Well, then we here's the thing too. Here's yeah. the thing too. If we're gonna play that card, then we need to get off of Justin Fields and the criticism that he's been getting too. Like not I us. I'm saying oh, media. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh yeah, people. Period. Yeah, because yeah, because they kill Fields and they don't like. You know what I'm saying? Like oh well, well, his offensive line is horrible. They look at the fact he has Allen Robinson. They're like, oh, he's supposed to be absolutely amazing. His O line's horrible. His starter run, he's done, he's on his third string. They brought their fourth string running back in the game. He's yesterday. got an Allen Robinson that doesn't want to be there. Exactly. Exactly. But he does he didn't want to be there. He didn't they franchise tagged him with and that's a Maggie. story for another long day. I hate the franchise tag. But <laughs> he didn't want to be there in the first place. They didn't want to pay him. He didn't want to be there. They didn't want to lose him. So they're like, you know what? We'll franchise tag you. But everybody, like, they kill Justin Fields. We're killing Zach Wilson. It looks worse because Mike White comes in and plays absolutely amazing. So it does look worse. I will say that. Uh, But then we're like, well, Jimmy G is playing horrible. And everybody's like, well. And everybody's like, trust Kyle Shanahan. That that Kyle Shanahan. (laughs) (laughs) Bring Trey Lance in. If Kyle Shanahan (laughs) don't say that Lance is ready, then he must be ready. But keep losing, San Fran. Like, if that's the game. But. We just we deem these rookie quarterbacks coming into the draft. We hype them up so much for the draft, and then we don't like let it die down and, and let them ease on into the NFL. Now we continue with yes. that draft right. hype evaluation, and, and it's just not fair. But still, I'm with Steven. You can't tell me I'm getting God's gift and then you gave me the devil's advocate. Like, like, like let's just be honest here. It's the same thing that I heard last year with Baker Mayfield. The same thing that I heard last year with Baker Mayfield is like, well, it's not his fault. He's got this. He's had different coaches, whatever. Like, at some point, you being selected number one overall means that you have, like, you're, it's an invitation for more criticism. At least it should be because if we're picking on Lamar Jackson when he came into the league, compared to other quarterbacks, then, I mean, that, that same invite should be to guys who were selected ahead of them. Like, that's all I'm saying, because yeah. I get sick of seeing the Justin Fields criticism, and then he has a good game, and then everyone's like, oh, my gosh, like, who knew Justin Fields could play football like this? Like, anybody who yeah, watches football. Anybody that watches football. And for Baker's defense, I mean, what he has done for this franchise we can't ignore that. This was an always That's a lot team. better. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, exactly. This team was always 16, 1 in 15 franchise, and they went Who from, else got drafted know, the same year on the, as Baker on the Josh, Allen? Josh Allen? There's a lot of guys. No. A lot of guys. Yeah. Got on drafted. his own team, who got drafted? 
on his own team in Oklahoma or Cleveland? In, in oh. Cleveland, the same year. They, they were they had two top five picks. They picked Baker Mayfield. Oh, and, and then um, the cornerback. What's the boy from Denzel Ward? Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward. Yeah, okay, yeah. like you can, he's been there just as long, and he's been their best defender yeah. for a long time. Correct. They also bring yeah. in Nick Chubb, and they also bring in Kareem Hunt. Like this is the thing with Baker, and I'm sorry to take this away from the criticism that I'm giving Trevor Lawrence, but they brought in Odell. They yeah. brought in Odell and, and Jarvis Landry and, Jarvis and Landry. Austin Hooper, who is yeah. a Pro Bowl player. Shout out like, to the front office. Shout out yeah. to the front office. Like, and this is what I'm Andrew saying. Bear. It's like the quarterback gets all the love, and it's like none of the blame. And sure. they, but here's the thing too: is they get paid the most out of anybody else on the oh, team. Oh, they do. Yeah, they get they they get yeah. like sixty percent of the cap. So it's like you get sixty percent of the cap. You're the number one overall pick. You get surrounded by talent, but I can't criticize them. Yeah, I mean, and that's all I'm saying for Trevor. Hey, Lawrence. Yeah, hey, you're the number one pick. Yeah. Hey, number one pick. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be transcendent. It doesn't matter what year, what class, what position. If you're drafted number one, you have higher expect. You have higher expectations yeah. from me. I'll just leave it like yeah. that. Yeah, I agree. I agree, yeah. especially at quarterback. Like, yeah. especially at quarterback. And, and, and hope and hopefully he can turn it around in Jacksonville. If not, like you said, it would be it would be tragic. Yeah, you don't turn the team around because he's supposed Duval. to be the one that. Yeah, he's I, to me. I think he's going to save them from going to England. That's yeah. what I look at it, you know. So hopefully, you know, hopefully he will save Jacksonville. Hopefully, because at this point, the only thing that's popping in Jacksonville is, is the cocktail party once a year. <laughs> Bro, and that was a crazy drive from Jacksonville. Oh yeah, and them yeah. gunshots late night. That's was that's the only thing. That's <laughs> Late night. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, so fellas, let's round out <laughs> right this week's overreaction Monday. I want your biggest overreaction from week eight. Kenneth. The Rams are gonna win the Super Bowl. Kenneth, six and one, Kenneth. What do you have? <laughs> oh, 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 you're going to me. Um well, I was gonna say that this is the best Cowboys team of this century, but I feel like that was already <laughs> obvious given the fact that we've been that bad for the last 20 years. So instead. The Cincinnati Bengals aren't making the playoffs. Ooh. They're Ooh. not making the playoffs at five and three. And they had to get that Jets game because when you look at their remaining schedule, it's not going to be fun for them. Now, Cleveland, we know <laughs> that could go either way, given the way that Baker has played. I think if Case Keenum starts, though, they're actually in trouble. Then you get your bye week. You play Raiders, Steelers, Chargers. Ravens, Chiefs, and Browns still are on their schedule. Now, we know that the Chiefs aren't where we thought that they were going to be, but the Ravens are still there. You have to play Cleveland again. So overall, when I'm looking at this team, I feel like you had to get that Jets game because I think you need 10 wins to get into the playoffs. I don't see five wins on their schedule left, so I think the Bengals are missing the playoffs this year. Okay. Steven, what you got? Okay, are y'all ready for this one? I'm ready. The Rams are going to win the Super Bowl. Say it. <laughs> Say it. Say it with oh, chance. Okay. No, but no, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, I think the Titans are still going to do really well without Derrick Henry because they have Julio Jones and they have A.J. Brown. It's not like they're bereft at talent. And one of the things that I was hearing y'all talk about when y'all were on like, you know, the whole, you know, King, King Henry is gone thing, is that you can have a good offense and not have like a number one running back. Like, and this may be something that Tennessee finds and it may not be pretty. Like we, 
the first week and the second week. But I think with Ryan Tannehill on this team and the offensive weapons that they have, I still think that they can that they'll succeed without him. I think they'll be an over 500 football club, even without Derrick Henry moving forward. And he's supposed to be out for what? Six to 10 weeks is the last mm-hmm. thing that I saw. So, I mean, if you're talking about 10 games without Henry, I still think that they'll win maybe six, maybe seven games without him because of the conference and the division that they're in and the weapons that they still have for Ryan Tannehill to, to throw the ball to. And their defense is, is it's not great, okay? And this is something that we've criticized Tennessee for for the past two seasons now. It's like you have a linebacker as a head coach, but your defense isn't great. It's getting better, I think, week by week. I still think that Tennessee will win. If they if he misses six weeks, I'll say they win four games. If he misses 10 weeks, I'll say they win six games. Yeah. Mo, what you got? <sighs> Man, it is. It's... It's tough to overreact on a lot of things. Uh, but, You're a uh, Cowboys fan. I know, I know, but you know, I'm I'm one of the very few realistic ones. I don't, I don't do this, and I haven't done this in a while. Oh boy, so I'm about, I'm, you I'm said about, it last year. Hold up. No, no, I didn't. You no, did. I said we were going to the playoffs. I said we were going to the playoffs after they nah, beat Minnesota. No, sir. It was right. after they beat Minnesota. Yeah, I did say. I said we were going to the playoffs, and I said we were going to beat the Bucks. I said we were going to go to the playoffs and win a playoff game. That's what I said. I ain't say okay. we was going to the Super Bowl. I said we was going to beat the Bucks. Yeah, I remember. I know exactly which you talking about. I know which overreaction Monday you talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, I'm which, but I, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say Dallas going to win the Super Bowl. But what I am going to say is that you going to have to go through Arlington to get the SoFi. No matter who it is. The, the Cowboys are going to finish with the one seed. They're going to finish with the number one next, seed. We're going to SoFi our next home game. So, But I'm saying, when it comes playoff time, Dallas is going to have the number one seed in the NFC, and you're going to have to go through Arlington. So we're getting a first-round bye. You're going to have to go through Arlington to, to get the SoFi. No matter who it is, whether it's the Rams, the Cardinals, I don't care. they're going to have to prove they worth in the second round. I'm not saying they can't. But my overreaction is saying that we finished with the number one seed and whatever team makes it to the Super Bowl, whether it's Dallas or, or you're going to have to go through Arlington, you know, you're going to have to take a trip to Arlington to possibly take a trip to SoFi. Good luck because the Cowboys this year, <laughs> Stephen A is eating everything he was talking about. Woo-wee. My bad. I had to. I had. All right, go ahead, JP. Such a Cowboys <laughs> fan. I know, right? You can't be a Cowboys this, okay. fan. I can't say nothing. I can't this say man just said time. that I'm one of the realistic Cowboys fans. Yeah. And went, oh, Cowboys. Like, okay. Like, let's go. It's a requirement. Yeah. You have to. It's part of the membership. You have oh, to do it. You have I to. Do. I don't. Sworn in. I actually don't. Woo. It's been a while since I've been able to do that. That's why. It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even enjoy that. Oh God, JP, we got. Ooh, the Saints might win the NFC South. Oh, they they might the win the NFC South. Over, they just might because they're one game Not over Carolina, the Mo. They they uh, came you behind the Bucks. Jameis out. They could get a quarterback. Cam Newton's still out there. Nick Foles, Ooh. if they could do something with it. You <laughs> know? Haneke, they, the defense is good. 
Hey, Michael Thomas is coming back. I got Taysom Moore Hill looking good. Get Odell just Get might Odell. win the NFC South. I'm just looking at the schedule. Odell. Some hey, exactly. Hey, you know, they got they got winnable games the rest of the season though. The Bucks might. Hey, JP. So I mean, they could win the NFC South. They're very underrated. Sean Payton's a good coach as well. Dennis Adams is a really good defensive coordinator. I win it. The Saints might win it. I hate to say it because I like the Bucks, but the Saints could win it. Man, JP, don't listen to Mo. Man, Mo tried to tell me that Carolina, or no, what was it? Hang on. I said that Carolina was going to the playoffs. You said no, 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 no. Who who you told me was going to be better in their division? The Saints would be in the NFC South. Carolina. Mm. I did. I did. Yeah. Me, me and Kenneth got to hold that one. We got to hold the Carolina. And when they was three and zero, I was riding it hard too. I'm like, oh, I told y'all. Who, who's y'all saying that they're not making it? Who said they're not making it? They're 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 what a game behind. They're they're two games behind. They, I'm just saying they, they won yesterday. They're not out of it. I'm not wearing anything yet. I'm still on the Carolina train. You hopped off. No, I'm, I'm still on. <laughs> you, you hopped off. Get, get out of here. I don't want to hear it. I'm, I'm still on the train. <laughs> the trash. The Man, Kenneth is comfy on that train all by himself. Look at him. I'm I all by myself. Like I got plenty down, of leg like room. It's out. nice. Yeah. <laughs> if, the game, if the season ended today, the Panthers make the playoffs. Yeah, but they didn't do better in the. In, they didn't do better than the Saints though. If the season ended today, the Saints is looking good. Saints looking yeah. good, and bro. they beat the Bucks, and they got they the Bucks, lost. and they, and they, they got the Bucks coming again. Right. But they lost, bro. They lost Jameis. Like that has to matter. It's, When's the I, last time you heard someone say, "Yeah, but they lost Jameis Winston"? And, and the replacement it. is Trevor Simeon. Like Jesus, like, <laughs> they had like a twenty. I know he played amazing yesterday, but we've seen him as a starting quarterback. He was a bum. Like, like let's just like, Stu's neck is like beat red right now. Listen, like somewhere in the, out, like in the ether, he hears oh, you saying that Jameis Winston is care is playing meaningful football for a team. Is Taysom Hill hurt? Like, is Taysom Hill hurt? Am I missing something? Is he injured? Thank you. I think he was. He was. He was. No other. There's no other reason why Simeon No, he had a concussion in like week five. Yeah, he had a concussion. Yeah, we knocked him out. He's expected to clear concussion protocol by week nine Falcons game. Damn, yeah. so he's been out since – because we, we played them like uh, – Week October five? Yeah, yeah, he's been out a while. He took Nick, a he's coming back. I was going to say, he better have been hurt for the yeah. simple fact. Like, I didn't know – but I was like, bro, Taysom Hill better have been hurt for Trevor, Trevor Simeon to come in here. Cause there ain't no way in practice you telling me Simeon to look better than all hell right. Taysom Hill that they paying what like thirty million dollars this year. You want to know why that might work? Because they have a, they had a good offensive coordinator. They got a good mm-hmm. they got a good coach. Versus he had Adam yeah, Gates exactly in Denver. So yeah, that makes a difference. Yes. I think that makes a difference because look at Jameis. Jameis, we used to think of Jameis biscuit no biscuit. Now he's he's methodical with the football. Like he, what he, it, he was mm-hmm. it was thirteen. That before the before the game, he was he had thirteen touchdowns and three interceptions before the um. So that's Jameis, that's, that's not Jameis Winston's number. When we looked at Jameis, though, we said his only problem was the turnovers. 
Trevor right. Simeon had, but we weren't talking. Jameis, we weren't mad about his touchdowns. We weren't mad about his pass yards. None of that. But this dude, Trevor Simeon, didn't even. We were talking about his talent. He wasn't good enough to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Jameis yeah. was like, imagine how good he could be. He's playing bad because of turnovers, but he still threw for over five thousand yards. Trevor Simeon's a bum. Okay, I'm not right. I, I, but JP, you gonna wear that one though? I like that. You, this because it's open reaction Monday. I love it that you're like rocking with Trevor Simeon to, to take the Saints to to the but NFC South. Hey, Saints fans everywhere, are just ready for promoted. Watch what's gonna happen if Trevor Simeon balls out. Right, he get what well, he gonna. They he might go five hundred. Three picks. Three picks. You like this, and you, we gonna find out because it's really all boiled down to coaching. Because I'm gonna tell y'all one thing, and I'm gonna stand on the hill for this one. Mitchell Joe Montana Biscuit is gonna be a starting quarterback in this league next year. I don't oh, care what none dude, of y'all no say. No I like it. I like it. I agree. That's that's beyond. That, that I like it. Be a question. Right. I, I don't even think that's. I don't. Wouldn't call that an overreaction at all. No, no, oh no, that's not over. That's not my overreaction at all. Oh, okay. no, I'm just saying, oh I thought I'm just that was your overreaction. Now. I was like, no, 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 no. That's good. We're going to realize like coaching makes a difference. Like Matt Nagy, you're going to see how – look what he's doing. You know, he's shortchanging Justin Fields and all the quarterbacks he's had. But my overreaction is Tennessee. I think Tennessee went from number one seed to wild cardish to Saturday at 1 o'clock game on wild card Saturday. Like they're going to be the team that's going to be the first play, team that's going to play. On, on Wild Card Saturday at this point. I mean, like we said, even though we talked about it on, on CU Saturday, <laughs> they, Kansas City, even though we, we they somewhat struggling with the Giants tonight, but they're still a team that has gone to three AFC Championship games. They beat them convincingly, and then they end up beating uh, the Bills in convincing fashion. So those are kind of like some some – good wins on their end. So we definitely thought they were kind of poised to, you know, potentially, you know, challenge Buffalo. Cause you think about it, you know, you know, at, at this point they will hold a tiebreaker over Buffalo because they beat them. So we were looking at them as really one seedish type of a football team, but then this injury happens. Oh, they're wild cardish. They're I wild feel card-ish. sorry for who has to start their playoff run against the Titans in the wild card. Like that's all I'm going to say. If, yeah, if the sad. Titans make it to the wild card, and you get Henry back, and this Ooh. offense has figured out how to how to throw the ball without Henry, and then you add him back. I feel sorry for whoever's got to play them in their first game. Yeah, I mean potentially, yeah. I know it's gonna be interesting down the stretch yeah. who they will play, but yeah. So, fellas, let's put a bow on this week's overreaction Monday. So I'm gonna go around the horn, fellas. Final thoughts and uh, upcoming projects. Plug your stuff. Six and one, Kenneth. Six and one, Kenneth. That's got a nice ring to it overall. Uh, my final reaction is uh, I just got to keep plugging away at Vic to uh, name our first son Cooper. Um, it's been a really tough uh, way of convincing her, but you know, I'll that's, accept the middle that's name. A good name, though. Cooper yeah. Carroll. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Dak, Cooper, Leighton, Cotterell. Yeah. That's, it's got a nice ring to it all around. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Cooper, Micah, Cotterell. Yeah, exactly. Like, like overall, like we're just working the ins and outs of it, but I think she's coming around on it. So, uh, you can Cooper follow Z. my stuff at shooters underscore pod. Uh, you can find my latest tweet where I accepted Moe's resignation from the Carolina Panthers playoff bandwagon. 
Uh, and yeah, thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> no problem, kiddo. Always a pleasure. Steven. Hey, man. Um, First off, it feels so good to be back on Overreaction Monday, man. Yes. Appreciate and coach, it's so good to link up with you finally yes. since I've been back, man. Um, missed you. Uh, but y'all can follow me on uh, Twitter at Stephen G Hoops. Uh, Kenneth and I actually co-host a basketball podcast together called Breaking the Game. You can follow that anywhere at BTG NBA Pod. And then President at Off the Ball Network and myself co-host a draft show, which just kicked off. And we recently had Tyler Rucker on the show and had a great discussion on international players. Uh, you can follow that anywhere at Draft Capital NBA and Draft Capital and Breaking the Game are both available anywhere that you get your podcast. Anything that y'all could do to help um, grow both of those platforms would be awesome. And then I'm going to close it out by saying go to offtheballnetwork.com for all of your sports needs. So many great articles and uh, dudes just contributing on there for us. Uh, do a lot of great work. Shout out, to, shout out to Chris. Shout out to Jeff. Shout out to the rest of the fellows over there at the network. Best four-letter network there is in the game right now. Big time. Six and one more. What you got? <laughs> you know, man, it's, it's just amazing to be, you know, right, right along there, you know, six and one more. Like, can I, can I, I I'm not going to do it yet, but you know, you know, after this season, y'all going to have to refer to me and Kenneth as NFC East champs, right? Like, you know, 21, 22, you and, you and Rob going to have to refer to us as that. You know that, right? Like, it's going to be tough. You know, we we bracing for it. We oh, we're going to come on the last overreaction Monday show with <laughs> NFC East gear straight from Fanatics. Quick little plug, but straight JP, from Fanatics. I think that they're like one game away from the most wins out of the NFC East last season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so. you doubled your win. We already matched our win total from last year. We yeah, go 7 to 1, yeah. and we'll match the Washington football team's win total from last year. So I think we just going to go. It's not about me. But, you know, uh, yeah. Bro, I always love coming on Overreaction Monday uh, to have Steven back talking football. Y'all don't know how exciting that is because Steven tries to undersell himself about how much football he knows. And then he just murdered his Rams take out the park. Tells us how great it is to to have such a valuable asset like that today. Wish I could be on the same thing, but six and one will do for now. Uh, but you can follow me at Mo underscore Cheese 15 on Twitter and Instagram at Upper Flames Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you know, like Steven said, make sure you go to offtheballnetwork.com. Uh, but make sure you t tune in on Dash Radio on Monday. Um, mm -hmm. It's Off the Ball Network Mondays, starting at 11 a.m. with my show, uh, Up in Flames. Uh, what is it? Five five straight hours of hoops. With, yeah, you got you, and then you got Prez. Yeah, me, and then you got then Prez, then Breaking the Game, then Shooters, then Hoopers. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, five straight hours of hoops talk straight from Off the Ball Network every Monday. So definitely make sure you go check that out and give uh, go ahead and favorite the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. So yes, sir. get the notification when that starts. But, you know, Couch, I appreciate you for having me on, though. Ain't no problem, man. Always, always. JP. Hey, thank you for having me on Overreaction Monday with this panel and everything. This was very exciting and all that. Had to take my frustration out on the Bengals and the Vikings just absolutely sucked today, uh, last night against the Cowboys, who I really hate the most, but I give all y'all props and everything. But you can follow me on JP Franchise 57 on Twitter, and you can check out my YouTube. It's just JP. I put out a new video of Charles Barkley. Who doesn't love Charles Barkley? Man, that's it, man. JP, you're the best, dude. I'll, you, 
all your all your videos, man, are just gold, dude. Ah, uh, man, I appreciate it, man. That um, I'm on my way to 1,200 subscribers, so subscribe down below, and then check us out on Off the Ball Network on YouTube too, as well. We got college football recap, NFL recap, everything you need on Off the Ball, and check out OffTheBallNetwork.com. These guys do a great job, and hey. We're the best four-letter network in the world right now, so check us out, Off the Ball Network. Yes, indeed. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on the Couch Coach Live. Check out the Couch Coach Live podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Apple, Spotify, we're there everywhere you get them. Also, once again, always always great opportunity to chop up with my guys, and always we do it on the, on the best four-letter network in the nation. So mm, yes, sir. Yes, sir. For coming on, and definitely and the Steven, best man. host in the nation, right here. Man, Gotta give it up man. to Couch Coach, man. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. I'm glad you know. Now you know we, we linked up, you know, and we linked up to you once again, you know. So uh, appreciate everybody, and and we we'll catch you guys on the next Overreaction Monday. We Much out. Love y'all. Yes, indeed.